Well, praise the Lord. Good morning. It's a joy to be here today and trust that God has blessed you and abundantly has forgiven you, given you grace, mercy, and all things are well with you spiritually. But if not, uh, we will invite you before this service is over to make that commitment to the Lord. I was thinking on the way over here today, I, I had the privilege of pastoring Brother Lynn's mom and dad. He became my pastor to the senior citizens. I gave him a little stipend for the uh, work that he did, and he brought it back to me and said, I'm not paying taxes on this, and I can't justify it. <laughs> He's the only preacher I ever had that gave me money back. <laughs> and then his, his brother-in-law and sister came. Brother-in-law came as my youth pastor and his, his wife, Becky. As you well know her, I uh, came as my secretary and daycare director, and they served with us there in Sylacauga first as well. So the Lynn family is uh, dear to our hearts, and as I was driving over, I was thinking, if your pastor is as good a pastor or half good a pastor as his mom and dad were church members, You've got a great, great pastor, and thank you so very much for appreciating uh, he and Brenda today and uh, the others. We're so thankful for what God is doing and what God has done to bless you, and uh, had no idea that this was Pastor Appreciation Day, or I would have dusted off one of those messages. Uh, and I had no idea that I'm going to miss the opportunity to invest in your uh, mortgage uh, depreciation uh, the uh, first of next month. So just let me do it today, if you will. Let me, in, in memory of W.B. and Betty Lynn, pledge to you on behalf of my wife and I $1,000 for debt retirement. Alabama Teen Challenge is a wonderful ministry, begun in 1958 in uh, New York, 1972, in Birmingham in an old two-story building in the West End. Uh, the West End needs something in there now that uh, will touch lives and minister to, to hearts and deliver the bound. But um, from that, we have grown to four uh, facilities that are one year facilities, one ladies, three men with 150 beds. But now we have been given the use of one home and given outright another home in Brundage, Alabama for a men's transition center or home that's in McCullough, Alabama that's being provided for us by Gary Wood Assembly of God. And we are now housing six guys there who have graduated the program and have gone out into the workforce and they pay back to us, so that is self-supporting. But then a couple down in um, Troy, Alabama, Brundage, just south of, of Troy, decided that they wanted to remodel an old antebellum-type home right there on Main Street, and, and they wanted to give it to Alabama Adult and Teen Challenge for us to use and um, for a ladies facility and so they deeded that over to us back in 
May and today it is operational and we're very thankful for that. Since I've been back on board this time, and this is the third time around, uh, we've been given an 8,000 square foot red iron building that we want to erect. It's a church building, so it could be a 16,000 square foot building quite easily, and we could house a whole lot of folks there. One of my goals in life before I pass off the scene is to have a home for ladies to bring their children with them. Now, that might not mean much to you, but if you had to deal with DHR and drug addiction, and rightfully so, there are problems. But if we can maintain some semblance of home for these kids, and we can bring them into a place where mom is not totally out of the picture, and she's not constantly afraid she's going to lose custody of her children, that's the biggest reason for our dropout rate in the ladies' center. I've got to go home to take care of my children, and they're not even capable of taking care of themselves. So if we can put them in a supervised place. So we're looking for land so we can erect that. The building is lying on the ground. It's never been erected. It's lying on the ground in Demopolis, Alabama, just waiting on us to to get it into a place where we can, we can erect it. We have no mortgages. We owe $100 a month for a school building, and that's a 20-year lease in Lincoln, Alabama. We're thankful that God has given us all that we have, and it's all debt-free. When I assumed this position uh, a year ago this past May, we were $450,000 in the red, much of that... Uh, Taxes owed to the IRS, and in one month, one month, God paid the $450,000 off completely. And today, we're come to you not because we are in need of anything in the past. We just want to project something into the future and continue to grow and to open up facilities. We need one in the southeast part of the state since we have one in the southwest. We have one in Lincoln. We have another men's center in Selma where these guys come from. And then we have a ladies' center that took over the old uh, men's center in Hayden, Alabama. So all of these facilities are open and operational. We've changed our name from Teen Challenge to Adult and Teen Challenge. That's only on paper it's not legal but we did that because last year the legislature determined that unless you have a state license and if you have a state license you have to be have a medical practice available and on site and so we had to close all juvenile facilities or they had to close all juvenile facilities in Alabama that were not state licensed. So we are adult and teen challenge. That's what we've always been, 18 years old and above because of all the restrictions with school and other things that we never opened up a juvenile facilities, but others had been opened up and they've, they've had to close. But very recently, Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri joined together with us in a project to research and come to, the, to, to some kind of percentage of success that we have in Teen Challenge USA. I'm happy to report to you 
that the success rate of Teen Challenge today is 78%. That's about 76% higher than anybody else. And it's all because of one person, Jesus. We believe that he is the focus and we want to keep him in focus and we want to do all we can to be everything God wants us to be in Teen Challenge. So first off, pray for us. Secondly, if you feel that we're worthy of your, of your investment, invest in us that we might continue to hold the doors open for these individuals who are coming into our program who need a divine touch from God. A couple of guys are coming and going to give their testimonies. We've got Josh and David, and um, they're going to share, and then I'm going to share the word with you from Matthew chapter 6. Hi, uh, I'm David. I'm from Coleman. Uh, y'all bear with me. I'm nervous. It's like my third time to do this, but I'm going to start off by saying I grew up in a I grew up in church, uh, not because I wanted to, because I had a good mother, a loving mother who made me go to church. Um, I have uh, I have a beautiful wife and three kids who support me, thanks to God. Because if it wasn't for God, they should have done left a long time ago. This whole year, I've spent my I've spent my time in jail, or in this is my fourth program this year. And if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be doing it this time. That's the difference in this program and others I've been to is God's working in me. God's doing something I've never had Him do before, and I thank God for that. But the way it all started, I'm going to say I, I started hanging out with the wrong crowd, and probably ninth grade, I started taking pills. And I started thinking, well, if this pill will do this, what will something stronger do? And by 11th, by 11th grade, I started, I was doing methamphetamine. By 12th grade, I was IVing methamphetamine. And from there, I, it went on to me making it. And for the next eight years of my life, I've done nothing but run from God and run from his will. And this past time in jail, I, I told God, I'm tired of it. Bring me out of it. God, I'll, I'll do anything. Just I was about this. I have a four-month-old little girl, and I was in jail, and I was gonna miss the birth of her. And I, I prayed to God, to, if you'll get me out of jail this time, I'll do whatever it takes to live for you for the rest of my life. And God delivered me four days. He got me out of jail four days before my little girl was born. And I come to this program, and the director in Selma, he said, I'm gonna let you go home for a night to be there for the birth. And I just thank Jesus for that. Thank y'all. My name's uh, Josh Comer. I come from Mobile, Alabama. I'm a commercial fisherman, rough life. I've uh, been in two wars, went in the military. Um, just turned my back on God. was also raised in church at a young age. Until um, I was about 14 or 15, I turned my back on God, figured I could do it on my own. And I uh, thank God it is for freedom that Christ has set us free so I can stand firm here today and tell y'all that God is the only way. He's, uh, he's the truth and the light. And um, I'm just a vine that is trying to produce good fruit. Uh, Teen Challenges is a place where we can go like an incubator for spiritually dead children and for people who have never heard about Christ. And we're able to get the nurturance and the spiritual milk and food that we need to grow. And uh, I'm just thankful for that program and for what it's done in my life and for the brothers that I've been introduced to and for the new families that I get to share my message with that I never got to meet and 
I just thank y'all. Amen. I live in Elmore County, Millbrook, Alabama, and a young man that we have working for us who has just uh, about uh, a year ago got married. Now they're going to have their first baby in January. He said, I used to live in a gated community in Elmore County. And I laughed. I said, there are no gated communities in Elmore County. He said, oh, yes, there are. There are three of them, and I was in every one of them. <laughs> they were correctional facilities, if you haven't caught on already. And uh, <laughs> today he directs our transition home for men. His wife directs our ladies' center. And they are on fire for God and doing a great work for the Lord. God has a way of extracting out of us what is evil so that all that is good can come to the surface. The disciples came to Jesus one day and said, Lord, teach us to pray as John has taught his disciples. And Jesus said, you pray this way, our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Deliver us from evil. The very thing that the world needs today is to have a rebirth and a revival of rebirth in the church. An avenue whereby God can come in and touch the lives of individuals and those lives can touch the lives of other individuals. If we would just be about the Father's business. So we understand that there is evil within the world. What Jesus was saying in these three or four words of this particular prayer is, 